It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And it is, it's Sunday night, it's 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 286 of the Ron and Brian podcast. I'm Ron, joined as always by my best friend, Brian. Brian, how are you? How are you doing this evening? I am, uh, I'm doing great, and I'll tell you why. Because huh? this is um, the very first episode that we are recording um, in the calendar year 2024. Now, I know a lot of he- our, our Hebrew fans are arguing that it's not 2024, but we are not, re- they don't recognize the birth of Jesus is when the calendar um, gets reset. Sure. I believe the Chinese are on a on a different calendar as well. So I believe so. They're probably somewhere in the um, nine thousands. Um, but you and I, you know, as we embrace our um, uh, puritanical um, roots, we understand that Jesus's birth year is important as we keep track of time. It is twenty twenty four. Episode two eighty six of the show. Episode one of the year, Ron. We're going to start a new trend this year. I'm going to ask you how you're doing. Um, I'm good, Brian. Hopefully the sirens in the background are not drowning me out. Uh, The city of Philadelphia is rioting at the moment. Um, Completely upset about the performance of their Philadelphia Eagles earlier today being beat down by the New York Giants. Um, Fires being set, poles being climbed, looting taking place, more so than usual. More so than usual. Usually that's about 20% of the city. Uh, Right now it's about, I would say, 43% is is under fire. So it's it's good to know that you are safely ensconced in in northeast suburban (laughs) um, Pennsylvania and the on the literally, would you say the outskirts of Philadelphia or would you say you are adjacent to? I mean, Philly could be rioting right now. We really should check on friend of the show, Ali M, um, to make sure she's okay because we know that um, you're not in Philadelphia. That's that would be I would, like I would, say, I would say I'm Philadelphia adjacent. Mm, feels like a stretch. <laughs> like a stretch. I'm about as close to Philadelphia as you are to New York City. I can see New York City right now from my window. Exactly. If I didn't have all these trees out here, I bet you I could see the skyline of Philadelphia. No, you're more. If you didn't have all those trees there, you'd be more likely to see Bill Cosby, your neighbor, um, trying to uh, uh, pour a drink for a young lady. Right. Um, Allie's uh, attempting, wants to fight me now. I'm not exactly sure why, but uh, odds are she could take me. I'm not, I've, I've been like two. Let me ask you, that's a good question, Brian. Uh, not to derail the show as we often do. How many physical altercations would you say you've been in in your life? Because you don't strike me as a fighter. Oh, what? I'll tell you the exact story of, of when I realized I was not a fighter. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it was probably third or fourth grade. Like this was the thing. All right, I'm, I'm already onto a tangent. When I was um, in... Uh, was it was kindergarten? I became best friends with a kid, Daryl Siri. We use names here, people. You know, no initials here, <laughs> Daryl Siri. And he was a big kid, not overweight, not fat in any way. 
but he was stocky, um, right. sturdy. And what would happen was, was that whenever there was a kid who wanted to fight me, Daryl would do the fighting for me, which set me off onto a trajectory where my mouth has been writing checks that this body cannot cash <laughs> for the life of me. Because back then and all, all the way through sixth grade, whenever some kid would come after me, Daryl would show up and beat the shit out of this kid, which meant that there were other kids that wanted to fight me that were scared away or there were right. fights that I didn't even know about. So in, I think it was about the third grade or so I was, um, you know, as much as you could say you were dating a girl in second grade, I remember there was a girl that like, she said she liked me and I said, I liked her and we talked and whatnot. And then third grade, she dumped me for somebody else. And I remember one day I was leaving school and I saw that other guy and I made a comment to him, just once again, Brian, just mouthing off in a sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. Really sure. This kid grabbed me, threw me up against the um, uh, fence. It was one of those metal iron um, uh, fences. Threw me up against it and just shoved his knee as hard as he could into my stomach. Oh. It was so unpleasant at that moment that I <laughs> this is not a world for me. This. Yeah. Not a um, this this scrappiness, this um, the physical uh, uh, threat. Not for me. I don't need it. Um, I'm much better off using the bind instead of yes. the. How about I you? would say I would say maybe three or four, and uh, to your point, all of them were like probably <laughs> middle school. You know, I don't think I don't think I had a physical fight in high school. I had one sort of fight in college with a friend of mine um, over a woman, which is the dumbest thing to to get in a fight over because you shouldn't let relationships come between friendships. Sure. Um, but it was one thing where neither of us were good at fighting, and like we each grabbed each other and just really didn't know what to do next. So what we just really do? yelled a lot till people pulled us apart. But it was like nothing would have happened if they hadn't pulled us apart. Right. Quick funny story though, because I'm going on tangents right now. So he and I, after we graduated, after we graduated college, we had gone to high school together. Um, we met back up probably 15 years later to when he introduced me to his husband. And I was like, as we were conversing, we were like, boy, that fight over that woman seems even more stupid now. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I he's like, I'm not I'm not sure why I was dating women back then. Was just trying to figure it out. Yeah, all of us are just trying to figure. But it was just, it was, it was a funny situation in my mind. In your mind, great. Well, it didn't really translate. Um, I listen, people, people, don't go anywhere. This is a jam-packed show. We don't even <laughs> have time for um, these tangential um, conversations. We've got our exciting 2024 predictions yeah. as we look back on 2023. Um, to see how we did. Um, we have our 2024 death pool analysis. I know yep. you have been crunching numbers. You've been There's doing data all, all over the work, place. Yep. Putting the work in. Um, I know that you have been, um, you have our, your, our next lesson in Ron starts a cult. Uh, possibly. Oh, well, we, we have to see if we can fit it in. We have to see if it'll fit in. Um, but um, let's, what else you got? Well, let's get going with, uh, Drink of the week. Wrong one. That's this the drink of the week. Drink of the oh. week. Nazdrovia. Salud. 
Drink of the week. Crunch Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the so week. So real quick, Brian, you had that uh, comment up from uh, Captain Birdseye over on Twitch. Uh, no idea what's going on. Don't worry. Neither do we. And that's just kind of a, a running theme of the podcast. Just come along for the ride, Cap. Come along for the ride, Captain. All right. Uh, Brian, what are you drinking this week, my friend? Listen, the world was abuzz with the newest episode from uh, Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast um, interviewed Cat Williams. The two of them heavily featured all over social media this week. But what did Brian take away from um, all that coverage? Was that they were drinking cognac. And what's the one thing Brian has never had before? Cognac. So he dipped into his um, championship um, liquor cabinet, pulled out this lovely bottle of Ooh. Remy Martin. 1738 Accord Royal. Or is it Royal Accord? Let's look this up. What am I drinking here? Well, let's take a look at this glass. This is Remy Martin 1738 Accord Royal. It's an exceptionally smooth take on Remy Martin's signature style. It's mellow body, oaky notes of butterscotch and baked spices come from a unique process of aging eau de vie in new French oak casks that were toasted using a long and soft healing process. The story starts with a royal approval. In 1738, King Louis XV, I think if I know my Roman numerals, granted Remy Martin the right to expand his vineyards at a time of land scarcity as an homage to this ultimate recognition. The house created an exceptionally oaky and smooth blend 1738 Accord Royal. Best enjoyed neat on the rocks or in classic cocktails. This is the champagne of, it's in a champagne cognac, <laughs> Remy Martin, 1738. All right, take a sip. I'm not a huge uh, cognac fan, so I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are. It's got, for me, it's got an, for me, it's got an underlying flavor that I just, I don't find enjoyable. You can still taste the wine. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. And I think maybe that's what it is. It's 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 you you get the you get the 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 alcohol taste like it's but it's almost like a bourbon with a wine aftertaste. That's exactly what it is. It's the wine aftertaste. But you know what? Is there any do we have any 50 cent we can put on because I am Fortunately, <laughs> we don't we don't pay enough uh, for music rights to use a uh, 50 cent, so I apologize. Ron? Yes. This is not very good, but I'm going to drink it. <laughs> you got to drink your drink of the week. It's how it goes. Other than liquid death, Ron, what are you drinking? Uh, so this week, Brian, I went uh, into the beer fridge, pulled out uh, from the good people at Manaqua Brewing Company um, out of Manaqua, Wisconsin. We featured them here uh, on the podcast before with their progressive beers. And this is their AOC IPA. Um, this is in honor of the owner of Manaqua Brewing this past week uh, filing lawsuits in the state of Wisconsin uh, to get Donald Trump booted off of the presidential ballot for participating in the uh, January 6th insurrection. Um, so I think I've had the Kamala beer, I've drank the Bernie beer, and I think the Biden beer. But I don't know that I've done the AOC IPA uh, on the show yet. What is the alcohol contact here? Content here, six point eight percent. 
alcohol by volume. Uh, it's got a nice uh, hazy hue to it. Ooh. Let's take a sip and see how it is. Let's um, let's 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 let it's the hoppy. people know. Oh no, hoppy, as in good hoppy, hoppy bad hoppy. Like. Too hoppy. I gotta say, I'm not a fan. Um, I like uh, I like the Biden beer. I like the Bernie. Um, gonna I'm only gonna give the uh, AOC IPA like a six out of ten. Uh, not a huge. Hold on, you like the you like the Biden beer. You like the Bernie beer, but you don't right. like the AOC beer. Why? It's why do you hate women so much? Why do you hate <laughs> women so much, Ron? Why? Uh, you know, I, I I I don't know, Brian. Do you not feel that women are allowed to enjoy um, a, a place in the um, American brewing industry? Uh, women have place everywhere, Brian. Um, I know you Correct. have cast your derision uh, upon women all throughout 2023 and are trying to oh, get back to me. I get it. I get no, it. No, um, not at all. I Listen. Will, uh, the, the people know, Brian. The people know exactly what's going on. Um, so listen, Brian, like you said, got a jam-packed show. You can't uh, you can't project your misogyny onto me. It is time for people of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Home Depot. Home fucking Depot. The bane Again, of my I feel, existence. I feel like this is a this is an ongoing thing. Okay, the new one is, um, and this is actually, I think, a new a new complaint. It's not just the okay. fact that I've spent hours there. I genuinely feel that the staff at Home Depot know less about the um, items that they sell and the building of home renovation uh, projects than they used to. Um, went in there earlier this week. Um, Lady and I were looking to uh, put up some shelving in a closet. Um, got the um, uh, uh, asked some questions of one of the salespeople um, or customer service reps, however you want to look at them. This guy knew nothing. My lady literally standing there, took out her phone, went on Google to search certain to search the best way to install shelving in a drywall closet um, and was able to ascertain um, using her phone what items needed to be purchased. I was off to the side making silly videos for social media. Um, <laughs> she was actually trying to be productive. God bless that woman. Um, meanwhile, the people, did, the, you know, um, not only that, then we, we, we buy this 12-foot-long thing of shelving, had it cut down into um, uh, five different um, pieces. And this is the thing that, that really kind of gave me a sense that, that Home Depot has gone down, is that um, – we asked if there was any way we could have it wrapped up, some kind of right. twine. They pointed to where the twine station was <laughs> and stood there. Listen, I know I'm not the most handy person. I get it. I, I know there's certain limitations as to what I'm bringing to the table skill set wise. But my woman doesn't need to be suffered. She doesn't need to be embarrassed publicly. I get it. That's my that's my pain in life. Um Literally, they they walked by multiple times, watching watching me, mostly me, struggle putting twine around these these shelving pieces, watching them slide all over the place, dropping them on the floor. Not offered to help at all. So 
um, Home Depot in Jersey City to you. Ron? Yes, my friend. What's bothering you? Um, you know, it wasn't, I got to admit, it was, it was, a, it was an okay week. Nothing was too, too crazy, but I will, I do need to call out, um, uh, the Amazon delivery driver that delivered, uh, some packages to my house yesterday. Um, sure. I had ordered a couple of items and we're expecting them. It said in the app, you should have them by like six 30 at night and, you know, seven o'clock rolls around. Um, nothing, you know, usually when they come up to the door, you know, I've got that ring doorbell, don't have a long sure. walk from the street to the, to the, to the front door. So it's usually not a big issue. So, and as you know, it was a little, uh, weather was a little nasty. I know you may have had snow up there, uh, by evening and it changed to just pure rain here. Sure. So I go to, uh, take my dog out for a walk and, uh, I, I walk out of the, the little vestibule there and there's one of the packages just sitting there in the rain on my front sidewalk. <laughs> And then as I go further down, there is the second package just lying in the middle of my lawn uh, with the rain pouring on it as well. Like, I get it. It, it is a thankless job uh, to be a, uh, an Amazon driver. But, sure. you know, it's, it's not, you know, you, you clearly pulled up in front of the house and just winged them up on the sidewalk rather than walking them up. Listen, I probably would do the same thing. But, you know, if it hadn't been raining, wouldn't have cared. Let's be honest, Ron, if your house wasn't so far removed from the street, I mean, we know you have the winding <laughs> driveway um, yes. up, you know, up in, you know, it's, it's not as if they could just, you know, step out of the delivery van, walk a couple paces and drop them off in the vestibule in front of your house. I mean, they have to pass the, you know, the, the, the various other cottages on your estate before they get to your, yes, um, you know, the, um, uh, the maintenance workers, the, uh, the, the, you know, the kitchen staff, you know, where they, uh, stay, um, as well as just the fact that, um, you know, you do have the, um, uh, loose Doberman, uh, protecting the house. <laughs> I do. I do um, sick the hounds on the, uh, yeah. on people when they come up on the, on the sidewalk. I get it. So yeah. I can understand if a delivery driver did not want to make, you know, um, uh, the entire, uh, uh, effort to bring it right to your, um, to your door. It's so far away from the street. Understood. Understood. Brian, let's uh, let's not get tied up in our petty our petty beefs. Let's revisit um, and then give predictions for the coming year. We have our 2023 predictions to review and uh, our 2024 predictions to give the people. Uh, obviously, I think we start with 2023. See how our predictions sure. did. And uh, why don't you start, my friend? Uh, tell me what your first prediction was and uh, right. if, if, if you if it hit or not. My first prediction for 2023 was that the stock market ends the year positive. The S&P 500 was up 24%. The Dow was up 13%. NASDAQ up a whopping 43%. I got my first prediction correct. All right. Um, my first prediction was Brian will stop projecting his feelings onto me and will admit that he is a member of the furry community. He is still keeping those feelings uh, buried deep down inside. So that, unfortunately, was not a correct one. Uh, my, Brian, what, 
My second. Or they, why don't yeah. you go second? Why don't you go All right, second? Second. Uh, let's see here. The Yankees will win their 28th world championship, beating the New York Mets in a dramatic game seven where Carlos Correa's right ankle will break in the bottom of the ninth, trying to field a Aaron George bunt, allowing the winning run to score. I mean, you couldn't have gotten more wrong. I don't think either team uh, made the playoffs last year. Um, my prediction was uh, that the New York Mets failed to make the MLB playoffs. Mets ending with a 75-87 record, finished fourth in their division. I got my second prediction correct. Man, you are you are on fire. All right, you go. Uh, what's so, your third one now? Slowly rolling those compliments, Ron. I'm about to hit a cold stretch. Um, <laughs> Vladimir Putin negotiates a peace treaty to end the Ukraine war. Um, as most people are aware, that war is still ravaging Europe right now. December 19th, it was reported in the media that Putin was open to negotiations to bring an end to the war. Did not happen in 2023. I got that wrong. All right. Not great. Uh, my third um, prediction. Yes. Go. Andrew go. Let's H. Just, I, I prefer alternating. Go. All right. Andrew H. will return to championship form in the 2023 death pool, racking up eight deaths and a record number of points. Unfortunately, Andrew, another rough year, and we'll be uh, we'll be congratulating William Esquire uh, later in the show as we review our death pool. Sure. Um, uh, my uh, fourth prediction, Twitter will file for bankruptcy. Mm, I felt so good on this one. Currently valued at... Tw- Currently valued at $12.5 billion, down from the $44 billion that Elon Musk purchased it for in 2022. Twitter, while currently being saddled and burdened with debt, still paying its bills, not filing for bankruptcy as of yet. I'm over uh, for my fourth prediction. All right. As was I, where I said that Brian will return to form in the 2023 death pool, scoring a total of zero points for the year. That was wrong. Brian actually coming in second while I was the one uh, who probably, I guess I drinks myself. Uh, I came in with zero points for the year. My predictions, I'm still not getting any warmer here. There will be a government shutdown due to the political parties not working together. There were no government shutdowns in 2023. We did come close twice in October and again in November the deal struck in October to continue the funding of the federal government cost House Speaker Kevin McCarthy the job after he struck that deal with the Biden administration. Um, however, um, his replacement, uh, Joe Jackson, um, passing a very similar deal in November. However, no hoopla there. He's still Speaker of the House. I got my fifth one wrong. Uh, mine wasn't any better, Brian. I said Donald Trump will drop out of the 2024 presidential race after losing a CPAC straw pool, claiming that some straws were allowed to vote vote multiple times. Mm. Did not happen. Minis- could still happen, but did not happen in 2023. Didn't happen in 23. The Minnesota Vikings will play in the Super Bowl, but lose to the Buffalo Bills. Not even close. Everybody remembers the Kansas City Chiefs Back in February of 2023, defeating Ron's Philadelphia Eagles as Ron fled the country to avoid <laughs> handing over the championship belt to Brian. Ironically, pick number uh, uh, prediction number six, Brian will lose the Super Bowl bet, 
allowing Ron to retain 51% ownership and the Ron and Brian title belt. Painfully, sadly, that was wrong. And Brian, as he is showing off right now, um, has the title belt in his possession for another month. Oh, six pounds of gold right now clinging to my stomach. Cryptocurrency will suffer at least two more crashes in 2023, further eliminating the likelihood of Brian ever making his investment bank uh, investment back. Um, we know this one was incorrect. Bitcoin went up 154% in 2023. And I'm happy to announce that right now of my initial investment, I'm now in the positive on Bitcoin. Crypto so you're wrong with the prediction, off. but you made money. Oh, I, I, a couple thousand on it. All right, good. Hold on. I will say it is theoretical money. I've not sold. I still <laughs> own Bitcoin. It's just worth a lot more now than it was before. Got it. Uh, my next prediction was that Joe Biden's mental fitness will be questioned when he pardons his turkey sandwich the week before Thanksgiving. The media downplayed it, but this actually did happen, Brian. And and you sent me the link to that uh, article from Breitbart. So I, I appreciate you uh, you doing that. All right. Prediction number eight. Disgraced U.S. Representative-elect from New York, George Santos, will not resign after the discovery of lies he told during his campaign and will serve in Congress. I'm going to take credit on this one. After several votes to expel him from Congress, um, Santos refused to resign, though he did agree not to run until he was ultimately voted out of Congress almost at the end of the year. I'm going to take a plus on that one, as I did not do so well. Ron, what's your next pick? Uh, inflation will drop to historic lows, giving Americans more disposable income to spend at the Ron and Brian web store, which you can visit at ronandbrianpodcast.com. Unfortunately, inflation came down, but not to where we needed it to. Prediction number nine, Ron will divorce his wife in 2023 and embrace the furry lifestyle. Um, to the, the best of my knowledge, I saw um, you and Mrs. Ron just uh, three weeks ago, still happily married. Stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. Um, next prediction. Brian will successfully manage his calendar for the entire year, and he will not cancel attending important events in his friends' lives. I think you were perfect this year. No? Was there one, one I no, missed? Was not perfect. There was a Metallica concert at the Meadowlands that I um, had uh, um, not quite, did not quite right. uh, go to that one. So I, Brian, I what was your final prediction of 2023? My final prediction is that Brian will win the 2023 Super Bowl bet against Ron and become the 51% owner of the Ron and Brian podcast. And I'm happy to tell you, I'm happy to tell me, I'm happy to tell the world that that prediction came 100% true. That's right. This belt right here, this belt that's holding, clutching to my body, it ain't going anywhere this year, people. Staying right here. It's found its home. It's feeling good in Jersey. There you go. Ron? And my, my final prediction was that the COVID-19 pandemic will be officially declared over in 2023. That one... 
I actually got right. That was uh, declared over earlier in, in, in 23. So not too bad. I mean, I think we actually did better this past year than we've done in previous years. But I feel good about my 2024 predictions. Brian, did you have some time? How many did you – hold on. How many did you get right for 23? I got four. I, I went four uh, out of ten. see. I'm going to say – I mean, I really only got three, so you were a little bit better than I was. I may throw my up. Papers organized here. I, 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 I went to my gut. I may throw up. It's it, it's okay. a possibility. Now okay. let's let's fast forward through time. We are no longer looking back on this show. We are now looking forward. Ron, yes. we approach twenty twenty four predictions. Um, I'm going to let you go first here. What is your first prediction? For 2024. Uh, my, my first prediction for 2024 is that the Supreme Court will rule that Donald Trump is eligible to be on the ballot in Colorado and Maine for the presidential election. Really going out on a limb on this one. Hasn't he nominated <laughs> like a like, like a third of the court? Well, he they've ruled against him in some areas. You know, it's hard to say. I'm not, you know, we'll see. We'll see, Brian. Okay. Listen, Ron, you will continue to make tepid weak predictions in the hopes that you get things correct i'm bold i'm a bold champion mind you hold on i'm a bold champion i'm gonna say prediction number one donald trump will be elected president in the november elections i mean you got a 50 percent chance of being correct there so kudos kudos to not you that sir. bold not so bold <laughs> could have been bolder all right, we'll take it. I'm not, I'm not yep. complaining. Let's go with it. Keep going. Uh, my next prediction is that the New York Yankees will continue to frustrate Ron and Brian by not only failing to win their 28th World Championship, but also missing the playoffs again. Oh. This is a little reverse psychology here. I keep saying in my predictions they're going to win, so I think I'm 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 gaming the system by saying they're not going to win this year. However, we do know that the Los Angeles Dodgers, my prediction number two, the Dodgers will win baseball's World Series in 2024, signing three major free agents, two starters. Um, you got to like them this year. You got to like their chances, without a doubt. Brian, my third prediction uh, for 2024, Twitter stock will continue to drop in value, eventually trading for less than labor smart. So that would be a tremendous fall for the year. Um, we'll see uh, 52 weeks from now how that plays out. I said that the stock market ends the year again in positive territory. We know it's an upcoming election year. We know that the Federal Reserve will um, finagle the uh, monetary policy so that the market goes up, people, inflation goes down, people feel much more comfortable going into the, um, I was going to say voting booths, but we now know that with the, um, you know, the, the liberals running, uh, you know, uh, uh, all rampant over all state voting rights. Now everybody's voting from their home, mailing it in, ballot stuffing, um, people voting multiple times. Listen, he speaks the truth, Ron. You just aren't listening. What's your next prediction? Uh, my next one is that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will be ousted from his position. Ooh, bold. Yeah. Um, bold. 
Listen, speaking of um, Israel, I just want to go on record because I, I don't want things to get uncomfortable here, that we recognize that many members of our community are affected by the violence against innocent people in Israel and Gaza. The Ron and Brian podcast also recognize that many people here in the United States and Canada are experiencing ongoing fear for their personal safety as a result. The Ron and Brian podcast unequivocally condemns anti-Semitism and all forms of discrimination on the basis of religion or country of origin. Our community guidelines and terms of service prohibit harassment or discrimination on the basis of religion, national origin, race, gender, gender identity, or expression, physical or mental disability, medical condition, marital status, age, or sexual orientation. Writers or drivers who violate these terms of service can be banned from the Ron and Brian podcast platform. We have a strong community and consistently work to ensure that our listeners and viewers feel safe. If you experience harassment or discrimination, we urge you to report it to Ron and Brian podcast at gmail.com. We haven't seen an increase in incidents. We are monitoring the situation very closely. We remain committed to fostering an inclusive community that is safe, inclusive, and welcoming. Thank you for being a valued member of the Ron Bride community. What, what, what just happened there? God damn it. Your lights just went out. Did your power go out? No, I think that's just Jesus. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, but Brian, anyway, uh, what was your uh, what was your next prediction, Brian? I believe I believe what you're up to the about? I'm sorry. I can't believe you let me uh, read go through that whole read. Listen, you're 51%. I can't interrupt you all the time. Okay. my Here is my work to my fourth prediction. The Ron fourth and Brian prediction. podcast. The Ron and Brian podcast will double its current Patreon subscribership. I like that. We're making I'm moves this year. That. Yep. Making money moves. moves. Absolutely. Money, money, money. What right. do you got, Ron? My next, my next prediction. I will continue to have no gray hair on my head for all of 2024. That's a fucking lie. That's a fucking lie. Your wife sent me a photo of a gray hair. It how was Photoshopped. I'm sure. she, she must have done some Photoshopping. Look at that. Look how beautiful it is. All right. What's your what's your fifth prediction, Brian? Liar. Um, Ron will not have a pool installed in his backyard. All right. Uh, number six for me, Jason Momoa will replace Cillian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer in the sequel, Oppenheimer 2, Fuse Harder. Looking forward to that one coming out. That's a good one. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's name will be linked to the Jeffrey Epstein document dumps. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, number seven, Republicans will retake the Senate in the 2024 elections. Ooh, that's hurtful. Um, it is. My, uh, my next prediction, Brian will visit an emergency room twice during the year for medical treatment. Twice. That's, I mean, that's, 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 I mean, I'm just going to give you a, hold on, hold on a second. I'm just going to give you the correct answer on that already. That's <laughs> your right. Once this year, I'm going to double it. Let you, we're right. going to double our Patreon membership. We're going to double my emergency room visits. There you go. Uh, prediction number eight, Democrats will retake the House in the 2024 elections. Wait a second. So you have the Senate, Republicans taking the Senate, Republicans Correct. take the House. So if yeah, you no, go two for one, Republican, two for two. 
Republicans take the Senate, Democrats take the House. Little flip, right, little flippity flu. All right, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Why? It's so funny how we're just we're we're, we're swimming in the same uh, sea castle here. Um, Oppenheimer wins the best movie Academy Award. All right, that's a, that's a safe bet, I think. Um, Listen, I like getting things right. I still got six out of ten wrong last year, so go fucking figure. Number nine, Congress will produce no meaningful legislation for the year, but will generate numerous thoughts and prayers. Mm. Well, that's a you're going out on a limb there, my friend. <laughs> um, prediction number nine for 2024 is that Ron leaves his wife and embraces the swinging furry community. Interesting. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, and number 10 to kind of, I mean, we're going completely against each other with my final prediction. Ron's backyard pool will finally be completed. So one of us, only one of us can be correct, Brian. And I will say there is a concrete shell in that backyard right now. So I'm gonna picks, picks or you're lying. Picks <laughs> or you're lying, my friend. And for my last and final um prediction for 2024 i dug deep on this one i thought to myself think of something that people are least expecting and the answer is for my 10th prediction of 2024 brian wins the super bowl bet retains his 51 percent ownership of the run and brian podcast that's right this belt stays in new jersey for another year Peace is restored to the galaxy. In fact, I'll even throw in a 10A, uh, um, uh, a sub prediction. <laughs> okay. that you will be humiliated during our February 4th championship debate here on the Ron and Brian podcast, 8 o'clock February 4th with a moderator. Make a move, very special make guest move. moderator, of course. Um. And um, and by the way, she she will has promised that she will be impartial, hundred percent impartial. However, this belt stays. You're going to be so embarrassed during our debate upcoming that you're going to literally you're going to concede in the middle of the debate. You will accept. <laughs> Is that how good you you're going to be? Huh? That's how strong I'd be. I got. I have a fucking PowerPoint deck right now. All right. 74 slides. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Taking receipts. Well, before right. we, uh, we've got a ton of stuff still to cover here. Don't go anywhere. Um, we do want to get to our stories of the week. Uh, we, we always like to grab a couple of uh, stories out of the headlines and make sure that we cover them, regardless of how many tangents we go off on. We, we have ones that we want to make sure we get to. Brian, what is your story of the week this week? Ron, do you have a photo of Dwayne Waden? Let me see. Matt, do we have that photo ready to go? Matt is telling me we do. There you go. This is Pastor Dwayne Waden. Not to be confused with Dwayne Wade, famous basketball player for the Miami Heat. This is um, High Point, North Carolina. Dwayne Waden, 57 years old. He is a pastor at one of the local churches. It doesn't say so in the article, but I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on here. The High Point North Carolina Police Department reported that on December 28th, 
a woman was training to be a manager at the South Main Street McDonald's location when her employees were, quote unquote, disrespecting her. Mm. As a result, this woman does what any manager in training working in the fast food industry here in America does. She called her husband, 57-year-old Dwayne Wade, to help with the situation. What did, what did Dwayne do? Well, witnesses told police that Wayden immediately drove over to the local McDonald's. When he arrived, he walked in, walked around the counter before placing his hands around the victim's neck. You may say, why is this person the victim? Well, after grabbing this person's neck, Wayden allegedly pushed the victim's head toward one of the restaurant's deep fryers. He threatened to put this person's head into the deep fryer, punched them several times in the face, and did not stop striking the victim until multiple employees were able to pull Wayden off of the victim. You may ask me, if your wife called and said, hey, Mrs. Ron is being, you know, abused at work, what would you do? I mean, I know in your case, Ron, you would just walk downstairs to her home office, unplug the, um, uh, the Wi-Fi to her computer, and you would sit there and just go, all right, nobody's, nobody's going to be bullying you now at work. Um, I, uh, I mean, just I think the only natural thing is to threaten to push their head through the deep fryer, correct? I mean, I think as uh, well, for some, maybe I think as we both discussed earlier, neither of us are the fighting type. So I don't know that neither of us would have handled the situation in quite the same way. But, you know, you respect a man that wants to defend his wife. Yes, but is that what Jesus would have done? Would Jesus no, have I, said, I feel not. You think, would Jesus have sat there and be like, wait a second, somebody is disrespecting you? Oh, put their head in the deep fryer. <laughs> mm. Not so sure about that. Um, Ron, what's your story of the week? Um, So my story, and uh, again, it's one that has, uh, I think, gone viral and almost run its course, but we're we're still going to talk about it here. And uh, this is uh, about a gentleman by the name of George Owens, uh, who was uh, visiting his local Bass Pro Shop in Leeds, Alabama, uh, decided uh, to get naked and hop into the large aquarium uh, inside the store. Um, he was obviously arrested after the incident. He reportedly did a cannonball jump into the aquarium uh, before standing under a waterfall. Um, he had also been driving erratically in the parking lot prior to coming inside, uh, drove into a pole in the store parking lot, and then entered the store, jumped into the aquarium. Uh, he then got out. He swam around for about five minutes, apparently while uh, people waited for officers to arrive. Um, He hopped out of the water, uh, apparently hit the deck, knocked himself a little silly for a bit, and uh, police were able to uh, detain him, uh, where this extremely uncomfortable photo of him being taken into custody was uh, was taken. Uh, Media outlets did not share it, but if there is one thing Twitter is good for, it is some good full frontal nudity arrest photos. Uh, Mr. Owens appears to be a grower, not a shower. Um, I think most men across the country felt better about themselves. Must have been some cold water that he was swimming around in uh, because, well, again, they really didn't need to use a lot of pixels to blur this photo in the venues <laughs> that did blur it. Um, 
He has been uh, he's been accused of public lewdness, disorderly conduct, assault in the second degree, resisting arrest, two counts of reckless endangerment, uh, and two counts of criminal mischief, uh, according to his family. Um, he uh, he has some mental health issues, uh, which clearly he needs to have addressed. Um, Ron, is this what we're doing now? Are we now just showing uh, naked? Um... <laughs> Like what's what we on? do now. It's what we it's what we do now, Brian. It's it's who it's it's what 2024 is. It's sex tapes, it's full frontal nudity. I mean, this is this is the kind of show we've become. I mean, this is insane. <laughs> um it's like I don't even know you anymore. You know, I'm, I'm not the same, I'm not the same person. I'm a desperate man wanting to get his championship belt. Oh, you are sure. Uh Brian, as we discussed, 2024 Death Pool is up and running. Um, we have to, of course, uh, give congratulations uh, to William Esquire, uh, who came in first in our 2023 Ron and Brian yep. Death Pool. And as such, we will have him on the uh, we will have him on the show next week, next episode, uh, to discuss. Um, his wins, discuss his picks, uh, discuss his uh, his his strategies for the upcoming year and the previous year. Uh, as we mentioned, Brian, uh, you came in second with 42 points. Yep. William, an impressive 76 points and a total of five deaths that he picked. He picked Billy Graham, David Crosby, Mark Russell, uh, Pat Robertson, and Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Uh, Brian, as mentioned, 42 points. Uh, three picks, and then William B. and Dom tied for third place uh, with 28 points. So Now, Ron, how many points did you have? I know you mentioned it uh, earlier, I, but I just wanted it to be repeated. <laughs> I, uh, I I had the big goose egg this past year, Brian, the big goose egg. How come you did so poorly this year, Ron? 2023, you know, I, explain yourself. I had some, I had some, I took, uh, I took some long shots. Um, and and none of them uh, paid off. I thought Pushaisty. Uh, really, Ron? Hold on, good Ron. Ron, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off right there. Bob Newhart was a long shot. I'm not saying Bob Newhart took some long shots. Like I said, I was just mentioning uh, some of the William people. Daniels, <laughs> born in 1927. That's a long shot. Your Listen. lies cannot continue, Ron. We must bring an <laughs> end to this. To, to 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 your 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 elasticity and um uh in how you address the truth um you took some chances they didn't pay off um do we want you know uh, how do you, how are you did you approach your 2024 um selections you know i i had some people on 2023's pool that i felt um were were we're lucky to make it through 2023. So I, I, I kept some of them in going in 2024. I went through some news reports to see, you know, what individuals had had some health conditions uh, that exacerbated mm -hmm. themselves in the coming year. Um, so that's, that was kind of the direction I took. Um, who did I add on? Hold on. I got to find my picks now. Well, this year I see, I see you with Al Roker. I see you with Andy Taylor, low blow. I mean, Duran Duran, you're going after Duran Duran. Um, Andy Taylor announced this past year stage four prostate cancer. Um, Bruce Willis going after dementia. Bruce Willis, uh, number one 
of of all of our uh, all of our competitors, he is on the most number of death pools out of anybody. What's what's so wrong with 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 Carlos Santana? Do you hate do you hate the Hispanics so much, Ron? <laughs> I do not. Just uh, he's had he's had some health issues. Celine Dion, Dick Vitale. Why? What? Celine Dion hasn't uh, enough happened to that poor woman. And she lost that, her that child. Frozen she lost her husband. Syndrome. Anyway, Brian, uh, as we mentioned, Bruce Willis, uh, the number one pick by everybody. Uh, Shannon Doherty coming in second, nine people picking her. Uh, Mel Brooks, very popular. And then uh, probably the next group getting the most, Bob Newhart, Dick Van Dyke, Gene Hackman, Jimmy Carter, uh, Michael J. Fox, and Val Kilmer uh, shooting up from last year. Brian, I'd, I'd wish you the best chance- of luck, but I don't mean it. Listen, I, I, you know, I, I wish the same to you. I, I've noticed you stole some picks uh, from some other competitors from last year. So whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah, whoa! Excuse we'll, uh, me, stole, stole picks. I'm, listen, I, I was going, I was going to congratulate you on the Taryn Manning pick uh, when I realized that one of our competitors had picked her last year. But it is, it's a solid pick. Uh, she's definitely uh, someone going through some struggles and. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. You keep you keep hopping on that Yoko Ono train. I think that's just more pettiness and spite than anything else. You just you really don't she like. She broke Yoko up the ono. Beatles. She broke up the Beatles, Ron. Um, how do we, I mean? In looking through some of our other competitors, who do you like? I mean, obviously, you know William Esquire, defending champion. Um, you know, I have my thoughts about his entry, um, but uh, you know, I'm curious to feel. Uh, to field, you know, how how some of these others you think picked? Um, you know, I think that we are looking at some, um, you're looking at some, uh, uh, what I consider to be a very good combination, a mixture of um, Hollywood celebrities that are, um, you know, uh, way past their prime in their 70s, 80s, and then also a mixture of the younger Hollywood, the younger people that you would not necessarily think are going to be on these lists. You know, I see a lot of, um, you know, people with Dick Van Dyke or Clint Eastwood, but then out of nowhere, somebody comes in and drops a Cal Ripken Jr. Left field, talk right. about a, um, you know, you talk about a long shot, but could really pay off no other points. Like, you know, um, just really well done. Yeah, there was there were some picks that I, I feel were just you know long shots, but then again, you never you never know what can happen. Um, Lou Vega, I, I like that pick. Um, George Soros, I thought was a a solid potential pick because he is getting up there. I didn't realize the man's like ninety two years old, going to be excuse me ninety three years old. I I when you just said George Soros, I immediately visualized George Santos. And, well, I was and I'm like, also, yeah, you know, he just I'm got kicked out of George Congress. Santos so, like, get on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, this is this is this is terrible. I think uh, the people that picked William is accus- accusing me of stealing a pick as if he owns the rights to picking Amelda Marcos. Interesting. So, I guess um, all of your picks are, are, are not allowed to be duplicated. And I'm also very I'm confused as to this comment from Ali M. Brian blaming women again. What women am I blaming? Well, usually all. 
So I mean, maybe no, there's no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a I'm a lover of all women. I, I I support. I root for women, Ron. I root for women, and I think um, it's very easy to uh, uh, to to get confirmation of that. Well, we will, as always, track the death pool. We will have William Esquire on next week to talk about the death pool. Uh, in the meantime, the other big story uh, this past week, Brian, was the unsealing of the Epstein documents. Um, yeah. You, I know, breathed a huge sigh of relief. Um, you were not um, included in the in that uh, in that oh. document dump. Uh, although there are some. Uh, some some John Doe's on the list that we're not quite sure. What what's your take on the reveal? Which uh, frankly, I don't know that it was a huge reveal. Uh, the names that came out in this particular uh, drop. Well, my understanding of what was um, constituted as part of this document dump um, was the um, these were affidavits that were given. This was testimony that was given as part of Virginia. Jufries, Jufree, Jufree. Come on, help me here. How do you pronounce your last name? I think I think you just nailed it. Um, okay, one of those. I'm going to say one of those was correct. But um, in her lawsuit against um, the estate of Jeffrey Epstein, I think you know she made some very um, strong accusations against Prince Andrew of England. Um, which he denied, even though there was a um, very incriminating photo of him uh, with his arm around her um, waist in a photo that she says was taken when she was 17 years old and after they had had sex on multiple occasions. Um, But um, these were not documents taken from Jeffrey Epstein's house. These were not part of the um, electronic uh, media that was taken when the FBI raided his townhouse on the Upper East Side. Um, these are just documents that a judge had sealed as part of um, this lawsuit um, that had taken place. So, so uh, as much as you can say, this is all um, hearsay. There's, you know, um, all of this is just one person's um, uh, words. You may believe them. But I don't know that they constitute facts. And, and Lord knows there was absolutely, um, you know, there was some very salacious details. Some people um, who uh, really hadn't been on the fourth, um, forefront of our minds. Stephen Hawking, of all people, seemed to have had the Listen, worst week. The Internet went crazy um, with the and, and people had commented before. But this, I think, was the first confirmation that people had that Stephen Hawking uh, actually went to Epstein Island, and he he fascinated people on the internet. The the memes that came out this past week regarding sure. Stephen Hawking being on Epstein Island were Gold. were just amazing. Listen, Gold. one thing you can say about Stephen Hawking is the man had game because mm-hmm. he managed while married uh, to pick up one of his nurses and then sure. divorce his wife and marry his nurse. So he he had I won't say he he had the the voice he he could type out some he could type out and spit game that way. Do do some advanced mathematics, you mentioned. Do some advanced mathematics. There was an allegation in there that his kink, his sexual kink, was to have midgets doing advanced mathematical equations on a chalkboard that was too tall for them. 
So, I mean, <laughs> Lord knows what was going on in that room at that moment. Um, at what, uh, so when we, when we look at Pornhub search results for the end of 2024, how high do you think midgets doing calculus will have shot up into the, into the rankings? Ron, I may have already seen a video of that. <laughs> I'm not saying I did anything to it, but I was certainly. Allie um, says that that is literally no surprise that you have seen a video of that already. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, laughing, again, to your point, um, I think uh, they, they mentioned Bill Clinton's name is mentioned uh, 73 times in there. Uh, Donald Trump is mentioned four times, mo- mostly because apparently there was a time when their flight was diverted to Atlantic City uh, and they went to one of Trump's casinos. Um, sure. Alan Dershowitz um, caught some shrapnel. He uh, he allegedly uh, was involved uh, in sexual relationships with a minor. Uh so uh, not only in Florida, yeah. but on private planes in New York, New Mexico, U.S. Virgin Islands. And that apparently Dershowitz allegedly was also an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors. Yeah, it's just, it, you know, I it, hanging out, you know, Dershowitz did make a, a, um, a legal point that I do think needs to be um, commented on, which is just that, you know, um, uh, being in, you know, uh, you know, being in connection with Jeffrey Epstein is not in and of itself a crime. Um, right. however, you know, that's not somebody that you really should be spending time with, especially, um, during the years after he had pled guilty in Florida to, um, uh, hiring a underage, um, uh, uh child for uh, the purposes of prostitution. I mean, after that, you really got to pick your friends. Um, Some other people noted magician David Copperfield performed tricks at a dinner at one of Epstein's homes. Um, Apparently, uh, Tom Pritzker, uh, Hyatt Hotel chain heir, worth an estimated $6.2 billion. um, Hey, now. uh, Allegedly allegedly had sex with Joffrey once. Um, Who else is in here? Uh, Frederic. Okay, French celebrity hairstylist uh, Epstein oh. allegedly may have procured women for Ehud Barak, uh, former Israeli prime minister. Chris Tucker, no. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey never gets uh, mentioned about uh, any sexual assault issues. Surprise. Not at all. Uh, George Lucas, Naomi Campbell, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Cameron Diaz, Bruce Willis, um, Kenneth Starr. Very random. Uh, that uh, former U.S. solicitor Kenneth Starr um, sure. pops in there. Um, so we'll see. Like to your point, um, you know, a lot of names released, um, no new crimes alleged. I think you know sure. all of the allegations that were in there were already uh, public knowledge. Uh, but as mm-hmm. always, we will continue to keep an eye on this and uh, and see uh, see what comes of it. I think. I think the um, only thing you know. Go ahead. No, you go. No, I was going to say, I think the only thing that was mentioned more than the Epstein documents this past week was Cat Williams' interview yeah. uh, by Shannon Sharp on his Club Shay Shay uh, podcast. Holy hell. Um, two hours and 46 minutes um, of just Cat. Um, I mean, being Cat, uh, telling... Uh, no lies from what it would seem 
Um, no one has really come out and disputed uh, much of what he said. Um, I mean, he really uh, had a lot of uh, not incredibly nice things to say about uh, Steve Harvey, um, Cedric the Entertainer. Um, uh, who was the other one? I'm drawing a blank. Robert Smiley. He Robert went Smiley, after, yes. um, He went out, um, he, uh, like Bernie Mac, went after, um, uh, fuck, what was her name? Uh, the female uh, Kevin, comedian. Kevin Hart. Uh, Tiffany Kevin Haddish. Hart. Tiffany Haddish. Um, basically, um, let's, how much of it did you listen to? Uh, you know, I've I've mostly watched it via TikTok clips, but I do need okay, to listen okay. to the whole thing because it was. I don't know that you do. It's oh, it's it's a I, heavy time commitment. It's almost it's it's between two and three hours long. I was in the um, I was on the elliptical yesterday. Hello, brag. Um, and I would say that I made it through about forty minutes of it. That's right. I was on the elliptical for forty minutes. Listen, it's um, it's as long as the great. Taylor Swift era's movie, so I think I can dedicate that kind of time to it. It's it was very entertaining, and his basic um uh, his basic stance when he got on that show was um Shannon Shannon Sharp Club Chasha, right. um the uh, host of the show. It was how do you allow people to come onto this show and tell you lies and you let them get away with that? Right then. That was the opening of the door to him going into this person-by-person example of Hollywood, and a lot of them are African-American, the ones that I've heard so far. um, He's really going after that community. Um, Where uh, uh, Went after uh, Michael Epps, I think, also, and I believe Ice Cube. Um, where he literally is just, you know, pointing out how they, um, the quote unquote Hollywood story does not line up with what was actually taking place. You know, um, pointing out, you know, that, the, you know, that the, the, that lies are being conveniently told um, as part of people's um, backstory um, in uh, a black uh, Hollywood, for lack of a better phrase, I'll just say that. Um, however, he's stating that, you know, if, if you actually look at facts, you will realize that, that, that we're just all being lied to. Yeah. And, and I mean, dropping just some great lines, I think two of my favorite lines was, you know, one, uh, the truth don't need motivation, which nope. is, is true. And the, the and he's the talking at that point about being drunk because that's when <laughs> Shannon says, oh man, we shouldn't, we should stop you from drinking. Cause you're just going off there. He goes, I've only had a sip. He goes, I've had less than you. The truth doesn't need motivation. And I forget who Shannon Sharp was defending at one point where, you know, Cat pauses and, and takes a sip of his drink and says, you have an unnatural allegiance to losers and it's not like you. And that Man, you is... said that to me multiple times. <laughs> that is true. Um, you have after, said that oh, to me way too many times, Ron. So Johanna asked that uh, after seeing the comparison clip, do you think Cedric stole his bit? Um, I mean, it's 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 tough to say because I don't know that the joke was necessarily like a unique one, but it's it's very close. And I know you know like uh, who was uh, who was the uh, Mina Mencia, Carlos Mencia. Uh, sure, I think he stole jokes word for word i think some of the uh, and he's admitting to it i think some of the steve harvey jokes were were 
basically almost word for word similar to some of the Cat Williams jokes. I think Cedric's in the ballpark, and you know when you're when you're running in that same circle of comedians, you know you it's you can't just be that close and it just be a quiz. Correct is my thought. But see what what I found interesting about that is having listened to a lot of podcasts involving um, New York City comics over the years. You know the subject of um, joke stealing has come up on multiple times. And the story or, or the perspective that, you know, you pick up on that a lot of them keep going back to is that um, there is, you know, some sense of, you know, um, uh, loyalty to the crowd that when a comedian hears that another comedian within a similar circle is telling their joke, you know, it, you know, it's rare that there is, you know, a onstage confrontation about that. But quite right. often a comedian will reach out to another comedian to say, hey, you're doing this bit that is a little similar to mine. And they will work out a way so that it it, it becomes their own bit, that it is not seen as just, you know, uh, a blatant, you know, rip off of a bit or or the comedian who was, you know, um, uh, presented it second on stage, we'll sit there and say, okay, then I'm losing my act. I'm losing that joke from my, my repertoire of, 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 um, of bits because, you know, I don't want to be seen as this. However, you know, from, you know, what you're, what, what the videos that cap from what Cat Williams is saying is these are very similar bits that these other comedians have continued to do. And if the timeline that Cat Williams has stated, it lines up with what's being reported on the internet, a lot of these jokes are years after he did them on stage. Yeah. Did now, them on Brian, TV. Like, yeah. Brian, you, you have a history of being okay with male comedians masturbating in front of female comedians and writers without their consent. How do you feel about joke stealing? I can't be okay with it, Ron. All right. So there you is know a lot. Also, just... do you know Do you know also what I'm not okay with? What's that? Cognac. I'm not exactly <sighs> sure why you poured yourself a second glass because the uh, first one did not seem to sit well with you. You ever have that moment when you take a swallow of, um, usually it's liquor. It doesn't really happen to me with beer, but when you take a sip, a swallow of something and you just feel your mouth flood with saliva <laughs> as in like your, your body is trying to like compensate for what you just put in. It's trying to wash out any remnants of it. I God, I'm gonna dump. I'm pouring this out when the show's over. I may, <laughs> though. Right. I may keep drinking it during after talk for you, ladies. Uh, Brian, before we wrap up, you did say uh, <laughs> prior to the show that you did have an ask Ron that you wanted to get to uh, before okay. we ran out of time. What is your ask Ron question? Listen, Ron, you all, you know that I look to you as as my. Um, as my ethical sounding board in my own personal life and also um, during the podcast. Wait a second. I asked this. Oh, here we go. Um, this is a letter that I saw in the New York Times this week to their ethicist. Okay. The name of the column, but, but you're my ethicist. My son, dear ethicist, my son who is in his early 20s is a college student. He lives on okay. his own on a modest but ample budget. I have just recently found out that my son is a model on a pornographic streaming service. My initial reaction was shock, revulsion, and shame. But the longer I think about it, the more I wonder, 
Is there anything really immoral or otherwise wrong about what he is doing? He does it from the privacy of his home. He's alone when doing it and seems to earn a substantial amount of money. If he likes what he does, is there any reason on my part to feel alarmed, ashamed, guilty, or worried? I mean, I'd say no. We're expecting wow. more. Than okay, Ron. <laughs> you're good. You're good. No, Listen, you're right we, on we board. Support, we support, obviously, he's not OnlyFans. Um, and we support, sure. we support sex workers here, uh, male or female or non-binary. Um, whatever so um yeah that's a pretty simple one i thought i thought you had something that was going to to test uh my my aptitude a little bit more but uh this is apparently where we've come to in the waning days of your championship reign so i get it <laughs> but oh, in the meantime oh, oh. this spelled statement touched me. on it Jamie's that we have we have After Dark coming up uh, in just 22 short minutes. Uh, that is exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers, which if you are not, we recommend you hop on over to ronandbrianpodcast.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on Become a Patron. And uh, at you join at the bronze level or higher, um, you, just, uh, you get to join us live. If you join at the $5 level, that's fine. We still appreciate it. Um, you get you also the get a coffee mug, but you get swag at different levels as well. So you get swag, <laughs> um, you get uh, access to After Dark, along with, more importantly, our love and gratitude. And you really so can't put a price tag on that. Correct. Can't Correct. put a price tag on that. So uh, we are more, going to- the higher the higher level you sign up with, the more swag you get. Exactly. And I believe. Exactly. Um, Ron, is it true last week what you know you were uh, alluding to is the fact that if you sign on on the diamond level on our Patreon, you get one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions for Ron's cult? Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, some of you out there, we know, we know are struggling and we know you need guidance in your life. And so, uh, you, you, Brian, do you need guidance? You feel, I feel I like you're breaking down. I feel I do. you are, it's okay, Brian, you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. You are carrying the weight. I'm of, just carrying the weight of this podcast <laughs> on my shoulders. Woo! February Brian, 4th. Brian, we understand your feelings about not knowing how to use twine to tie up uh, uh, sections of, of shelving. And I understand uh, from speaking with people close to you that you don't even know how to measure the closet properly uh, for shelving. So there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pain in your heart, Brian. And uh, if you just Venmo me, Venmo me the 59.99 we discussed, uh, we can have that session to help you free your mind and uh, open up your chakra. Do you realize how much twine I actually did use to get it? I mean, it wasn't even tight. It wasn't like tightly secured. It was secure, but it was so much twine. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it was secured because of the knot that you tied, which is probably, it was probably very similar to the knot that you tie your shoes with. Um, I just, it, it, there was probably 
they if they probably lost money on the deal. Like whatever profit they made on selling you the shelving was completely eliminated by the amount of twine that you wrapped yes. around this thing to hold it together. Yes, yes. I did use $49 worth of twine, I believe. <laughs> all right, my friend. All right. Well, thank you all uh, for joining us for this first podcast of 2024 uh we are looking forward to another great year regardless of how many or few of our predictions come true regardless of how quickly that belt ends up around my waist within the next month uh we appreciate all of you being here on the podcast we appreciate our patreon members who we will see shortly brian anything else before we roll out of here nothing daddy this belt stays in Jersey. All right. Uh, we will catch all of you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.